Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Couch Sports Podcast. Joined here by the full cast today. Uh, Jordan can join us today, which is always great to have him along. So it's me, Jordan, and Max. Boys, how are we doing? Jordan, what are you, what are you looking like? What are you looking at us like that for? I missed, I missed one episode <laughs> and I get called out. All right, it's great to be back. I'm glad I, you're, I, I'm happy you're back, but you know, your absence was, left. your absence was noticed. All right. Max, your, your mic's all fucked up again. We are not God even, damn it. 30 seconds. Nope. Just keep it, just keep it plugged in. There you go. It is, um, I'm not unplugging it. It's just fucking old. I know it is old, but we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, great weekend of football again. Um, we're going to start the show off as we always do recapping the gambling weekends. Fellas, how did we make out? I. Nice. Should we go with good news first or bad news first? <laughs> uh, let's uh, do. I feel bad. like bad news. I feel like okay. bad news first. That means Max. Oh, fuck Max, you. go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, I went one and two in college and one and two in the NFL. Um, we Butsy and I lost on the Bama points. That was rough. And then I also lost. We also lost on the Texas points. And then we hit on the Georgia spread. So. Yeah, I had a I had an interesting weekend of college. Jordan, how'd you do? I went off, dude. I'm so, crazy. So wealthy at the moment. Uh, I went. I went like I'm looking right now. I hit ten straight bets this week. It was Jesus like, Christ, absolutely insane. Jordan, like uh, Greek dude, professional yeah. handicapper. NBA and college ball were very good to me. NFL was good too. I think I went like uh, I think I went nine and or ten and two on the week. So yeah. My best week so far. Holy fuck. That's incredible. That is incredible news. Yeah. Um, I had a I had a really bad week. Like during the like Monday through Friday really sucked for me. Uh college basketball came back and I got really trigger happy and was just betting everything, 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 everything. And uh it itch. sucked. Yeah, I had a really big itch, like all those one o'clock, twelve o'clock games you can just watch in class. I was betting on all of them. Um and it kind of kind of fucked me uh pretty hard, but we recovered on the weekend. Uh, we did pretty well in college football. I think I went up about uh, two units in college football. And then on Sunday, I had a day. I went 6-0 and on Sunday to bring my week to, like, positive a half a unit, literally. But I God had damn. an unbelievable Sunday. 6-0, uh, and I had Bucks. I had – basically, it was on the Bucks plus the 1 o'clock slate. So it was it was an unbelievable Sunday um, to fight back to even, so – Looking to get off to a good start this week. We got uh, Kentucky-Michigan State going on right now. I have Kentucky minus seven. They're down two at the half. Michigan State's good, but Kentucky's a better team. They just got to play like it. For real. Um, For NFL, I had I lost on the Seahawks money line. Uh, lost on the Falcons spread. Fucked up the parlay. The little two-way Dude. parlay we had, Max. And we, if I listened back to it to get my picks and – um. Yeah, dude, we said we were too. like, we, we were like, should we do the Vikings? And then we were like, no, because you can't buy that half that point and a half. Um, so we were about to give out the right pick. We talked ourselves out of it because I, I think the spread. The I think that pick. spread closed at six too, right? Because yeah, so they definitely could have gotten got it. Yeah. Yeah. So they definitely could have gotten the number too. So we were just stupid and talked ourselves out of it. But that was the yeah. one play I hit on was the Vikings plus five and a half. Jordan, what'd you cash on Sunday? Uh, on Sunday, I think I took it pretty light. Let me check. I went, uh, Green Bay, uh, beat Dallas. I had their spread. Um, and then I had the under in the Falcons game. Oh, wait, that was the Thursday night game. Yeah. I only did one, one NFL play on Sunday. 
Wow. You real so you were kind of just like you built up your your capital yeah, and you were just sitting on it. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, uh, we have another great weekend of football. Excuse me, great weekend of college games. Let's recap, not recap, let's just go over the big games for college football like we did last week, Max. Uh yeah. There are some big ones on the slate again. Um, I will say that last week, Texas absolutely fucked me. That was one yeah, of the most dude, disgusting the football games I ever watched in my life. Me too. Uh, Ewers looked like a freshman quarterback, like a freshman on in high school. Yeah, uh, He looked like a freshman playing varsity. It was a different league. He he did not belong on the field. But nevertheless, um, TCU got it done. And, and I think that if they run the table, they got to be in the college football playoff at this point. Yeah, no, they uh they complete I completely agree with that. And because of that, my first pick is the Kansas money line against Texas. Texas is heading to Kansas. Um I'm I'm taking I'm taking this money line. Like it's a bet oh, against Texas, Texas Texas is minus nine. I know. And I'm so taking, you're taking the money they were line minus seven against TCU. Plus two seventy? Yeah, take it. Well, I'll take the actually I no, you're right. I'll take the just, points. You're right. Just take you're the right. points, right. Max. Just please. Actually, you know what? I'm so points. dumb. I'm so dumb because I literally had Kansas plus nine in the thing and not money line. So you're definitely right. Let's start off with that TCU Baylor game. Uh, number four TCU going to Baylor. Baylor's been slipping a good amount. They're six and four now. They do not look good, but TCU is only minus two and a half over under set at 58. We have a noon kickoff for this game. I mean, like, how many times are we going to be, you know, just betting against TCU? I mean, this line pretty much screams TCU, which means that we should probably take Baylor. I don't, it's again, one of those games where it's kind of mind fucking me a little bit. Uh, Jordan, what do you think when you first look at this game? Uh, honestly, I don't know. I, I like to usually leave the, the college stuff to you, but TCU is just like playing out of their mind. So I, I, I just wouldn't bet against the team that's that hot right now. Max. Well, Baylor's coming off that loss to Kansas state and they lost 31 to three. Um, I don't know, dude. I I like I like TCU in this spot. Um, and although it is a Baylor home game, it's in Waco. Um, TCU like those those fans are going to travel for that game, so I can't imagine that it's not going to be like I can't imagine there's not going to be any TCU fans there. Um, their quarterback, uh, Shapin, I forget his first name. Yep, Shapin. Oh, Blake, Blake. Yeah, dude. Eight interceptions, thirteen touchdowns, like. Dugan's a much better quarterback. He or Duggan or whatever, however the fuck you say his name. Um, he's got twenty five touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, yeah, I, I I like I like uh this TCU team. They're tested. Um, this could be one of those games that they just randomly drop. But to me, this is this is TCU, and I actually feel comfortable probably taking the spread here. Yeah, the thing with TCU is they need to win out pretty much to be in the college football playoff, and it's very doable for yeah. this team. Uh, their defense looked great. Um, and I know I talked up Ewers unbelievably uh, last pod, and he came out and we both absolutely did. smacked. Yeah, we both did. And then he looked like absolute dog shit. To yep. his credit, the receivers stunk. The receivers were getting no separation, dropping balls left and right. Excuse me. And his defense didn't give a ton of help, but enough help to the point where dropping you know, balls like it was middle way. school. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Yeah, whatever that means. Yeah, absolutely. Jordan? Think about it. Uh, I'm just. I have a question for the fellas. So there's four ten and zero teams right now. Like Buzzy just said, TCU has to win out to get in. I just want to know some predictions. We got Tennessee at nine and one at five. Um, they obviously can't lose if they want to have a chance. What do we? How do we see this college football playoff shaking out? That's a great question. Honestly, uh, Georgia's a lock in my eyes. 
Uh, so Georgia is obviously going to be in. Even if they lose the SEC championship game, they'll be a one-loss team, and they're the they'll be the best one-loss team in the nation. Uh, but honestly, I don't think they're going to lose to LSU. Uh, I think they're playing LSU in the national championship game because LSU beat Ole Miss, and then Alabama beat. Uh, no, sorry. Uh, LSU beat Arkansas, then Alabama beat Ole Miss. So I believe that means that LSU will play Georgia for the SEC championship, which is fucking ridiculous to think about, but it's true. So I think that's how that's going to shape up. Uh, and really the SEC and the Big Ten, uh, that really comes down to the Ohio State-Michigan game next week. Uh, I don't really know how that game's going to go. I'm excited for it, but I don't uh, really know how that's going to play out. Uh, Michigan has looked good, but so has Ohio State. Um, I think it's going to be a really close game. You know, we've seen historically Ohio State run Michigan, but honestly, Michigan won last year, and it looks like they can win again this year. Uh, they have a really good squad. So whoever wins out of that game is going to make it too. Uh, but honestly, either of those teams could get in. If if for some reason Tennessee drops another game, they're not going to get in. Like a one-loss Michigan will most likely get in over of over a two-loss Tennessee, I, in my opinion, I think. So there you go. There's those three teams. So you have uh, Ohio State, Michigan, and then TCU if they went out, and then Georgia. I think that's how that might shape out, unfortunately. Yeah, I think if Tennessee's TCU – so. Hey – don't fucking jinx it. <laughs> well, like uh, I, I know their schedule so light. They shouldn't lose. It would be but... really shocking if they. Lost. I think Tennessee's going to get in, and I think Michigan, so too. Whoever loses the Michigan Ohio State game will not because they think, well they shouldn't the because their schedules, the schedules light. Yeah, right. The schedules of Ohio State, Michigan, and the Big Ten are com- like don't even come close to Tennessee's. But yeah, um, Dude, Tennessee has beaten one. Uh, they be- they beat a ranked Pitt team. A ranked Florida team, a ranked LSU team, Alabama, um, and then a ranked Kentucky team, and um, so that's five. They've had yeah, five ranked point. wins. Like if Ohio State or Michigan loses, they I I can't imagine that. Well, Tennessee also has to not lose, like we said, but um, I can't imagine that they don't get in with a either a, even a TCU loss might actually. So I think you have Georgia. You'll have Georgia, the winner of Ohio State, Michigan. Yeah, you'll yeah. have Tennessee, and then if TCU wins out, you have to put TCU in there. But I think they'll get yeah. fucking booty spanked by Georgia, uh, and it just shows why like non Big Ten or SEC teams like just should never be in a playoff. Uh, but that's how it's gonna go if they go undefeated. I mean, you have to yeah. put them in. You I, can't I think, not put them I think in. That's how it goes. It's yeah. like another Cincinnati case, like last year. Yeah, TCU. Their TCU's biggest game is tomorrow or Saturday against Baylor because, um, I don't think they'll lose to Iowa State. I think the Big 12 championship or sorry, what are they fucking they're Pac 12, Big 12, Big 12. No, they're Big 12. The doctor, but that's in, um, that's they don't, we don't know who they're playing yet. It's to TBD. Yeah, but I still think that that'll be a close game. Uh, like TCU doesn't overwhelm me in any way. Like even against Texas, it wasn't like their offense or defense was doing anything extraordinary. Just Texas just looked that bad. Uh, so I don't like, I don't love TCU, but they'll get in the playoff if they go undefeated and then get spanked by Georgia. Uh, that's just how that's gonna play out, unfortunately, for them, but. Uh, Illinois, Michigan, another big game. Illinois ranked 21st going at to the big house, Michigan minus 18, uh, Illinois seven and three. They don't look good. I'm going to take Michigan minus 18 here. Yeah, that's, um, not a bad pick by any means. I'm, I didn't touch this game cause I figured uh, I, I don't like doing those huge spread, huge spreads, even though that's the only thing that hit for us last week with, uh, Georgia, Georgia. but, um, yeah, I, I, I like that game. Um, there's a Oklahoma State versus Oklahoma game that's pretty fun. That's always um, a fun game. You have to take the over in that yeah. game. Uh, yeah, that's, that's like uh, historically that was my you play. Just, you just have to take the over. 
that's exact that was my exact play was the over in the OK State OK Oklahoma game. Um and then I had Ole Miss um money line. I forget they're playing Arkansas. Against Arkansas, yep. Yeah. Uh I like Ole Miss here in the spot. We have uh ranked number eight USC going to number twelve UCLA. USC is minus one and a half. If they want any shot at getting in this playoff, they have to win out two and run the table. Uh, I think it gets really complicated if USC wins out. I don't know if they will, but there yep. is a chance that they win out, and you have to have that discussion uh, whether they should be in the playoff or not. But USC is minus one and a half at UCLA, over under 75 and a half. I'm going to take the over because I just want this game to be so fucking fun to watch. That's a good. That's actually a good way of playing it. I was. I wanted to touch this game, and I couldn't find a way to. So that might be something. I'm. I'm not going to play it, but I. I like. I do like that play. Um, I like. I don't know why I'm not finding it here, but the Maryland game, for whatever reason, it's not showing up on my fucking thing. They're a Big Twelve, right? Maryland is Big Ten. That's the same thing. Uh definitely not the same thing. It's definitely yeah. not the same thing. Final oh. game I do want to talk about uh, while Fuck, you find your right. game bad, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. is uh, Utah-Oregon. Utah uh, handed USC their only loss of the season. They're going to Oregon. Oregon is minus three after losing to Washington last week. Um, at home, they lost to Washington. Uh, I don't love Bo Nix. I have never liked Bo Nix that much. Their team is just overall really solid. But again, Another team, you could have a Pac-12 championship of Oregon and USC, and that could get really, really interesting. So uh, Oregon minus three, over under 62. I'm going to take Utah plus three. Not a bad pick. Oregon. You just blew my mind, dude. I thought the Big 12 was the new version of the Big 10 with more teams in it. Um, <laughs> but the, I'm at, I found them now because obviously they're in the Big 10, which I'm a fucking idiot. Um, Ohio State versus Maryland, dude. Um, I'm taking Maryland plus 27 and a half. Fuck Ohio State. That's my reasoning. I know, but they just got shut out by Penn State at Penn State, or they might have given up three points. But this is not a smart pick. This is a purely fuck Ohio State pick because they, dude, their fans are tweeting that before Tennessee lost to Georgia, they were tweeting that Ohio State would beat 20, Tennessee like 56 to 14. And I was oh, like, okay, you guys. Uh, so you took that personally. You took that personally. Well, well they, they have, it's like when you have the easiest fucking strength of schedule. Like, let's run through who Ohio State played, shall we? Because it's pretty fucking ridiculous. I can tell you're really annoyed about this. Well, it is. They beat a terror. So they beat a five ranked Notre Dame team, but this was when they were fucking horrible because Notre Dame went on to lose to like Furman or Marshall or whoever. Then they beat Arkansas State, Toledo, a terrible Wisconsin team, Rutgers, a bad Michigan State team, a bad Iowa team, a, a, a Penn State team that's not great, um, a terrible Northwestern team. Indiana, that's a bad team. Like, who the like? How are you going to talk so much shit when you are playing a bunch of garbage fucking teams? They're still loaded. We can't, we can't yeah, I was going to yeah, say they're fucking loaded. They're loaded, but to, they're to loaded the balls, and they're undefeated. But to have the balls to say you could fucking beat a, a Tennessee team that beat five fucking ranked teams, um, fifty six to fourteen is a little ridiculous. That's all I'm saying. Let's. I I hope we get that game. I understand. What? I understand, Max. Be, it's okay. Dude, game. I hope we get that game too. Um, because I there's a possibility it could be in Nashville, right? I have no idea. That would I, be I have no idea. All right, let's move on to the NFL. Uh starting on Thursday night, we have the Titans and Packers. Packers are minus three. Uh Jordan, you bet them uh last week. Very impressive win against the Cowboys. Uh in a shootout, actually, when a game where you know kind of started a little slow, zero zero at the end of the first, an explosion of points for the rest of the game. Um, Titans are really well coached, but they're not that good. 
Uh, and the Packers, I don't know if they turned a corner at Lambeau. It's going to be cold. What are you, you yeah. know, what are you feeling here? Uh, I, I, I think the Packers turned a little bit of a corner, just a little bit. I don't think they're going anywhere, but I think the Titans stink. Um, and I think the Packers are starting to figure it out. Christian Watson had a game of his life, um, gave Rogers someone to throw to, uh, against the Cowboys. They just had a big comeback win. I, I, I like the Packers here, even though I don't like taking teams like two weeks in a row. Um, yeah, and, and the Titans are just not – they're not good. They're not good, but they are so well coached, and they are just such a disciplined football team. Yeah, that's true. Max, do you have a do you have any feel, any kind of sort of feel? No this fucking – dude, nope. Um, I could see this game going either way. Um, I don't – I'm not – I'm not ready to say that the Packers, like, turn the corner yet. Um. And I also don't like the Titans uh, team this year, and I don't like their quarterback. So even though I said last podcast I did like their quarterback, uh, you explained to me why I shouldn't, and I don't. Well, Tannehill's back. Tannehill's back. All right, well then. Tannehill started last week and beat the Broncos, who are just a just debauchery of a football team. They are horrendous. Yeah, I can't watch any Titans football here because it's blacked out in Tennessee. Oh, fair, fair it's enough. One of those fair enough. Yeah, so I don't fucking know much about it. Dude, it's so annoying. I can't watch the Hawks. The um fucking Hornets, the Grizzlies, or the Titans, or the Predators. Or the yeah, Grizz. if you're a big NHL guy. Uh, yeah, Max, then why don't you give us your first play uh, for Sunday? Okay, my first play is, I only, um I did the Vikings money line. Um, it's minus one of five at the number I got it. Um, yeah, it's, it's, they're playing um fucking, hold on, Dallas. sorry. Dallas. Dallas. Dallas, yes. Um, and it's right now the the line is Dallas minus one. Um, this is not yeah it's not a prime time spot. So again, I like Kirk Cousins here, and I think um, we're going to talk about him later. But Justin Def- Jefferson is just he's fucking awesome. This is going to be in Minnesota. It's going to be twenty eight degrees. Um, well, they have a dome, so it's not really going to matter. That's a very very good point. Um, <laughs> this picture on ESPN. Is domed up. You're right. Um, but yeah. So, anyways, uh, um, fucking yeah, Minnesota. I like I like their money line here. Um, they're kind of one of my favorite teams to bet on right now because they're actually fair enough. Money. Oh, Jordan, Jordan, Jordan raised his hand properly. This always seems to happen, but I have the Cowboys minus one. Ooh. Uh, I I have no issue with what Max just said. The Vikings, I think, are legit. I think they're a phenomenal football team, but the Cowboys just you know kind of gave up a big lead to the Packers they need a little bit of a prove it game and also this is Vegas kind of toying with us the game is in Minnesota the Cowboys just lost the Vikings had their biggest one of the season and the Cowboys are favored that doesn't make a lot of sense I think they're trying to tell us something I like the Cowboys here for that reason I think a lot of people are going to be on the Vikings too so yeah I like Cowboys minus one even though from a football standpoint it seems like it's Vikings all day which I I completely understand I could see it going either way but I'm definitely I'm still gonna ride with the boys this game is nuts I'm not gonna lie this game is gonna be crazy uh it's gonna be probably the game of the week is it on Fox pretty sure it's gonna be on Fox it's gonna be the game yeah Uh, no it's on CBS damn all right well uh it's gonna be on CBS but it's still the game of the week in my opinion uh two juggernaut teams I think the Vikings are legit but I also think the Cowboys are pretty good. So it's going to be a shootout. I don't really have a play in this game. I'm sure I will come Sunday. But as of right now, I'm going to stay away. Excuse me. My goodness. My first play for Sunday is Patriots minus three at home against the Jets. Uh, the Patriots just have won 
an unbelievable amount of games in a row against the Jets. Going to New England, place is going to be crazy. The Patriots are somehow 5-4. and four. This win literally could put us at the top of the division, which is an unbelievable thought. Uh, our offense stinks, but our defense, I think, will do enough to get pressure on Zach Wilson to make him do a lot of fucking bad things and make him uh, have a lot of mistakes. So I'm going to go with the Patriots, and I'm also going to go with the under, 38 and a half. 38 and a half, I'm going to go under, 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 because the Patriots can't score the football unless they start in the opponent's territory where they just literally go three and out and kick a field goal. It's thanks to Nick Folk, who's been so money. Uh, but the, I think the Patriots get enough pressure on Zach Wilson and the Jets to really stunt their offense. Um, that was one thing that the Bills could not do against the Jets was was get to Zach Wilson, and the Patriots did, and we saw how that worked out. And I think they'll be able to do the same thing on Sunday. Belichick just seems to always have the Jets' number, have Zach Wilson's number, have Salah's number. So uh, I'm going Patriots minus three and under. Nice I play. Like, I like both those plays. The uh, Like you said, we always have the Jets' number for some reason. and Well, it's not for some reason. It's for the Bill Belichick reason because he's a genius, uh, and we get to play them twice a year. But that under is crazy. I did not realize that line was 38 or whatever. But, that yeah, I like that. That's a good play. Go ahead, Max. Um. My next play, it's kind of an ugly play, but um, I'm taking the – where the fuck is it? Oh, my goodness. The Bears-Falcons. I'm taking the Bears um, money line because the Falcons have been fucking me over, and I really like Justin Fields. Um, I think he's been playing well, and um, I just don't like this Falcons team, and every time I bet on them, they kind of fuck me over. So although this is going to be in Atlanta – Oh, that's another game I can't fucking watch because Atlanta. Um, but yeah, I uh, I, I like Mary. Oh. Are you going against me, Jordan? No, go ahead, keep oh. going. Uh, Mariota versus Fields. I like Mariota. I mean, I like Fields rather, even though their stats are relatively the same. All right, uh, Max and I finally agree on one. I have. Hey, look at this! Look at you guys coming together. That means you're gonna I... lose. <laughs> yeah, now we should probably put all our money on the Falcons, but. I have Bears plus three on the card uh, for all the reasons Max mentioned. I think uh, one thing Max didn't mention is the Falcons, I think, overperformed a lot in the first uh, however many weeks where they were kind of decent for a while. Um, now they're starting to show that they're not a good football team, and the Bears are doing the opposite. They're getting better. Fields is kind of taking the leap. They're letting Fields go a little bit. They're, you know, earlier in the season, they were running an offense that was not at all catered to Justin Fields. I mean, the guy runs a 4-4, and, and they wouldn't let him run the ball. So and now you're seeing him explode. He's like a top-five fantasy QB because he's getting insane uh, rushing yards and rushing touchdowns. So I think um, the Bears are starting to figure it out. Fields are, is starting to figure it out, and the Falcons are trending in the wrong direction. So, yeah, Max, let's get it. Bears plus three. Let's fucking go. Good job, guys. I'm so happy that you two finally can agree on a pick. Makes yeah, me so happy. Fun. I'm a I'm a proud father right now of my of my two sons finally agreeing. Uh, my next pick is gonna be Bills minus eight against the Browns at home. The Bills are due. The Bills are so absurdly due for a spanking. Uh, the Browns have been slipping. Uh, they had a pretty strong start to the season, I'd say, or a decent start at least. Uh, and they've been slipping ever since. They're three and six now, going to Buffalo. Uh, I believe this is gonna be a snow game. Twenty four degrees, light snow, oh, twenty six yeah. mile an hour winds. This screams Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo. I know they won't be able to run the ball because they physically can't run the ball. And the in the bear, um, not Bears. The Browns have a pretty good uh, front sevens, but I think Josh Allen's gonna be really fucking pissed off after losing two in a row. I think he's gonna come out and absolutely spank this Browns team. 
Um, look for Josh Allen to have a career game here. Uh, not a career game, just just put up a lot of fucking numbers. Uh, yeah. I expect him to to have a really solid game against the Browns. He's pissed off. We all know how he can play. Uh, we know what he's capable of. We've seen it all. You know, he beat the Chiefs in Kansas City and then somehow loses to uh, the Jets and the Vikings, who are legit, but the Jets and I just, I just, I expect Josh Allen to go crazy. Yeah, that's a good play. I, I have a play uh, similar to that is I'm taking the Eagles minus six and a half against the Colts. Um, This Colts team's fucking god awful. I don't know how they got that win. Um, And yeah, dude, uh, I don't think, I think that Jeff Saturday situation, that was just luck. Um, I expect them to regress and I, I expect the Eagles to look to avenge their loss and completely fucking throw down on um the Colts. Nice. I like that play. Uh I am riding with Butsy here with the Bills minus eight and a half. Um I I, I agree. Like it, it's a stupid thing to say from a betters uh standpoint that they're due, but they just are. And Josh Allen's been having off games, been making bad decisions. I think this has Josh Allen written all over it. And another thing that I want to point out the Bills when when the Bills win, they cover. They've they've covered every game this year that they've won, I think except for one game against the Ravens. Um, but yeah, when they win, they usually win big, especially against a, a Browns team that doesn't have a ton of talent on offense. So yeah, Bills minus eight and a half. I think that's it for me right now. I uh, I I am not looking at the board thinking, holy shit, I love all these plays, but uh, I do like the ones that we gave out. Um, I will, I'm sure, have more games come Sunday. But, like, right now, I'm not itching to say on Sunday, wow, I have to add this game, this game, this game to my card. Uh, I think I'm very solid with what uh, we've given out and what I've given out, at least. I, I am a fan. Uh, let's get into the mortal locks, create a little mortal lock parlay, finally see if we can fucking hit one. Uh, we should have hit it last week. We talked ourselves out of it, Max. Yeah. We had literally way better chances of hitting it without without adding another person and we just fucked it up uh, i mean yeah. i did my job but uh you know it's <laughs> Dude, unfortunate no you t- you're the one that <laughs> talked me out of the, the thing i'm just saying i gave out chiefs minus nine and a half and they i gave out 10. vikings and you're like wait but let's not do that because we can't buy because that because at the time i mean it made sense at the time because it was yeah no it did make sense and you got it at five and everyone didn't think josh allen was playing but he he was so um yeah. that kind of stunk but uh jordan why don't you give us your mortal lock first Okay, I'm going to go with the Cowboys minus one against the Vikings. Bold, bold. Max. Oh. Um, I'm doing the Eagles minus six and a half against the Colts. Awesome. And I'm going to go Patriots. I'm going to go Patriots minus three against the Jets at home. I think that's an absolute moneymaker. So there's the parlay. Have we hit one of these yet? We have to hit one. We haven't hit one, but we're due. We're due. <laughs> oh From a gambler's God. perspective, we're due. Uh, we're so we got Cowboys minus one, Eagles minus six and a half, and Patriots minus three. Yes, yeah, so tail that shit. <laughs> we, yeah, I mean, honestly, it's not. It's definitely not going to lose for uh, what? Maybe what? Uh, we 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 can can't 11? lose eleven weeks in a row. Twelve weeks. Cannot lose eleven weeks in a row. No, I mean, no chance, dude. There's yeah. no chance. To it's be fair, though, Barstool possible. Sports Advisors. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming lots of you watch Sports Advisors. It's an unbelievable show. They never hit their mortal lock parlay. <laughs> they hit it like once and celebrate it like it's fucking New Year's. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to hit a parlay. Um, Butsy, could we do a mortal college lock parlay? Do you have one? No, no, like you and me. Oh, I, I don't know if I have a lock. Let me. What do you have a lock? Um, if you have a lock, uh, if you don't have a lock, I like I don't want to give out a more. I kind of like TCU plus three as a lock, TCU or plus minus. two and a, sorry, 
minus, minus sorry minus two and a half actually doesn't even know the doesn't even know the line doesn't know who his teams <laughs> are playing does i mean did Walk all this research up. and he's like yeah that TCU, shit up. <laughs> tcu plus 10 and they're like minus two and a half max has no idea what's going on i was no, you uh, like tcu minus it's been an off episode for me so far dude i'm discombobulated sorry right. right. we, yeah, we, um, we got a lot of time to recover max uh, lock that shit up what all right fuck it Jordan, we're, gonna have to sorry, sit down. we're gonna have to sit down with max after this and discuss if we need to replace him or not but yeah i'm uh, glad you finally got your sentence out um but see <laughs> i think we do the oklahoma okay state over parlayed with the fucking tcu minus two and a half i'm not gonna co-sign this parlay i'm gonna like i'm gonna allow max to give it out but i'm not gonna co-sign it you know if what? i Wait. had to give out a lock i would give out Come michigan on. minus 18 i think they're an unbelievable football team oh the Max's college parlay of the fucking week. Turn the oh. camera on. Oh, it's already so, on. Turn- hold on. So sorry if you're watching this on YouTube. We're posting on YouTube. Max yeah. just threw on his his glasses and he's 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 yeah. serious now. Okay. He's I'm being serious. serious. These are my gambling poker glasses that I wear when I play poker. Um, so you can't see my poker face. And yeah, so the mortal college uh fucking lock of the week or whatever is TCU minus two and a half. And the over in the Oklahoma and Oklahoma State game. Lock that shit up. Get your money up, not your funny up. That was awesome. Uh, If I had to uh, do a play, I would give out Michigan minus 18. What the fuck? Uh, That would be the. I was going to. I needed someone else to do the mortal lock with me. I I will throw in that play with whatever one play you like. I'm not going to go in on both. Oh, he put the glasses back on. Michigan minus 18. Michigan minus 18 is my lock. I think Michigan is an unbelievable football team. They'll run it all over Illinois. Illinois is not that good. They'll win by three touchdowns. All right, so scratch what I last said. That actually wasn't our parlay fucking pick of the week. Our new Mortal Lock parlay pick of the week is um, TCU minus two and a half and Michigan minus 18 and a half. Get your money up, not your money up. There it is. Perfect. That was incredible stuff. That was awesome stuff. Uh, Jordan, do you want to get into the power rankings? I would love to get into the You're really excited about these power rankings. So we're going to give our power rankings. We're each going to give, we have a top five. Uh, so we're going to give our top five power rankings. Then we're going to take a little break because we got no time on the Zoom. So we're going to mm-hmm. give them out, and then we're going to come back and debate for probably like 45 minutes about why Good. our rankings how uh, are what they are. And I can't be more excited. So, Jordan, you seem so excited to talk. So why don't you just go? I'll just well, this let you is, go. This is just, a, this is just a good segment, and I do think it it's going to spark some debate. I go Chiefs, Eagles, Bills, Vikings, Niners. Max. Um. Chiefs, Bills, Eagles, Vikings, Niners. Okay, I have Eagles, Chiefs, Bills, Vikings, Niners. So very <laughs> similar to Jordan's. Just swap the top two. Um, and yeah, we're the... going to take a little break. And when yeah. we come back, we're going to recap why we're going to argue. We're going to debate. So yeah, stay tuned for that. Can't wait. We're back, ladies and gentlemen, here to uh, discuss our power rankings. Like we didn't talk with each other before or anything like that, but we had Oddly similar uh, rankings, which is kind of unfortunate. Oh, Max, I'm sorry that whatever for whatever you just drank looked kind of gross. Uh, didn't um, go down right. <laughs> <laughs> um, our rankings were a little more similar, I believe, than we thought. Uh, just to give a quick overview, I think that one of the biggest differences was I had Eagles one and Jordan had Chiefs one. Was that? Yeah, let's like hear it, dude. No, I'll I'll go to war over that. So the reason I have Eagles one is because. Despite their loss last night, I still think that they're the most complete team in the NFL. The Chiefs have not overwhelmed me at all with their offense. I I expected them to be 
you know, kind of like a powerhouse offense, like the Chiefs of a couple years ago, where they were just putting up 30, 35 points a game consistently. Uh, I know they lost Tyreek Hill, and that's a big part of it. But still, I expect this offense to be a little more dominant than we're seeing. Um, and I'm not going to read into uh, one game for the Eagles that much. I still think they're a really, really solid football team. They're really, they've been a, they've done, done, oh, excuse me. They've done a great job all year of dictating the pace of football games. And I think they'll continue to do that for the rest of the season. I'm not taking one game on a fucking Monday night away, like from what has been an incredible season for the Eagles so far. All right. So first of all, Easy, easy correction here. When you said uh, you thought the Chiefs would be throwing up 30 a game, they're actually averaging 30 a game on oh, the dot. Um, they are the whoops. number one scoring whoops. offense in the NFL. They don't have Tyree Kill, and it doesn't matter. They got Kadarius Tony, who actually made a couple plays. Um, they're they're a different offense than they were. They're not they're not gonna <laughs> score on two play drives anymore. But they're they're much more methodical. Kelsey's dominating. Mahomes is as good as he's ever been, and Andy Reid is still Andy Reid. So. The offense is great. Um, and when it comes to the Eagles, I just think they play a, a cupcake schedule. They haven't had a, a great win yet. Um, and, and yeah, I, I just think the Chiefs are more tested. They're more proven. And I don't, I don't trust this young Eagles team in the playoffs. Also, they just lost a pretty major weapon in Dallas Goddard, who's apparently going to miss some extended time with a shoulder That's injury. True. That is true. Yeah, he uh he's gonna miss many weeks with that. But I I have a lot of questions for this Chiefs defense. Like it is not the Chiefs defense that we've seen previously. Um and honestly, I don't know if they'd be able to stop like a high powered offense. We see what they we see what the Bills did. The Bills went into Kansas City and somehow won. Uh so I I, I do believe that the Chiefs offense is okay. It's just the, like their defense is not the same. They don't have Honey Badger, they don't have these corners that they used to have where you know, it was kind of locked down or at least semi-locked down. They used to be able to get the job done. Uh, I think an offense with Jalen Hurts and with a fucking A.J. Brown and Quest Watkins and, you know, if Goddard doesn't play, they'll fill the uh, they'll fill with some other tight end. Like, I I trust Sirianni in this in this Eagles offense, uh, and their defense has been doing, a great, been doing a great job as well. So you can really flip Eagles Chiefs 1-2. I'm not really set on Eagles being 1, but it's just kind of like I – they have, I know they played a cupcake schedule, but they have just looked solid. Like they have dictated so many games this year, uh, where it hasn't been like an overwhelming sense of, wow, they have to, you know, figure out this win last minute or they have to grind for this win. Like they've just been controlling games very, very well. Yeah. Uh, fair enough. I agree. All right. Let's move on to Max's list. Max, you have the Bills over the Eagles. Let's hear the reasoning for that. Yeah. I don't really understand that one. Um, well, the reasoning for that is uh I actually I actually kinda don't like that I put that there. Well <laughs> that you did. Well you did. I know, well, did. dude. I kinda actually you guys sold me on the Eagles a little bit more because the Bills, especially if this Josh Allen injury is like nagging, because he is not the last two, three games he hasn't looked great. Um and he's making like a lot of dumb decisions. Um and I thought the I thought the Bills like I don't know, the, I think now the Bills secondary is really beat up. They're getting crushed with injuries and i think it's starting to um i don't know i i i kind of like the eagles a little bit better now because especially because they have, have such like a cream puff schedule like they're going to be able to fucking boost their they i may like this might only be the the only loss of their season still um and i could see the bills like losing uh again because i don't know like like we said dude josh allen just isn't looking right right now and honestly he looks like 
Like he took a couple of hits in that um, last game too. So if he's, if he continues to play the style of football that he's playing right now and he's slightly injured like that opens him up to be injured more, you know? So it, it all kind of lies with him. Um, and I don't know if they've been able to get the running game going, but no, no they no. literally have not been able to run the football, uh, which has been literally one of their only weaknesses. Like if Josh Allen's injured, Josh Allen's injured. And that's going to be fine. Like he'll, he'll, you know, whatever, get healthy, but he won't play the best until then. Especially when he's injured, you need the running game to step up. And they have zero running game. Like their running game is Josh Allen, which is yeah. unbelievable to say. But their running game is literally Josh Allen. Singletary's okay, but their O line just hasn't done enough to get Singletary in spaces where he can be explosive. Like we've seen him have explosive plays, but it's just like we expect more from their run game. And, Honestly, like if you have a big lead like you do against the Vikings in the second half, you should be able to just run the ball and fucking control the game and chew clock and win the game strictly based off of your run game. Like your pass offense got you the lead, close it out with the run game, and they had just they just can't do that. So the run game is is a big question mark for this Bills team. Uh Josh Allen's health, like they'll figure it out. Like they're gonna make the playoffs, but it's just it's just, you know, they 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 their run game is just a big, big question. Is Deshaun Watson coming back this week? Uh, ooh, is it this week or next week? I don't know. I think, I think it's it... next week. I think they play oh, the Texans okay. next week, right? And that's okay. The, that's because I was going. Big... Gonna... What are you saying? Because I was looking at the Bills' schedule, and honestly, they have a pretty light schedule. Like they have this Browns game, which Browns have been bad, but if they get Deshaun Watson back, it could be more of a game. But I don't think that. I think it's next week, like you said. Um, he might then come they play back the week Lions. 13 because week 13 okay. is Browns Texans. Okay, yeah. So then it's Lions, which is um, yeah, Bills are gonna win that. The Pats, which sorry, fellas, but I think I think they're gonna win that. Um, the Jets, like I think they'll. I mean, I mean, they gotta win that one. Like if they get beat by the Jets twice, that's crazy. Um, Dolphins will be a good game. That'll be a tough game. And then they play the Bears. Obviously, they should win that. Bengals. I'm not a huge fan of the Bengals this year. I think they should win that one easily. And then the Pats again. So. It's a relatively light schedule for the Bills going forward. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like, um, to me, Bills and Eagles are like interchangeable between two and three. And then I, I, I feel more comfortable with the Chiefs at one, um, because they got, like, they got that weird loss against the Colts out of the way early. That's a fluky like beginning of the season, um, you know, weird game like that. And then they lost to a, a Bills team when Josh Allen was like clicking on all cylinders. So. I feel a little bit more confident in the Chiefs team because they're a little bit more tested than the Eagles. Um, one thing I want to say before we get off this segment is none of us had the Dolphins in the top five, and I think a lot of people right now would have the Dolphins in the top five. We all have the Niners over them. Uh, I just want to hear your guys' kind of justification for that. I think I, I have the Dolphins at six for sure. I think the Dolphins are really good. Um, but wh- where where do you guys stand on the Dolphins and why do they not make the top five? Yeah, that's a that's a good point. I had Dolphins six and then Ravens seven in my kind of rankings. That's um, what I did. Yeah, so I had the Dolphins six strictly because of their inability to really defend. Um, they're just involved in shootouts every game. It seems like, and it seems like if they go up against a high powered enough offense and a somewhat decent defense, they'll get shut down. Um, I don't. Tr- the thing is with the Dolphins, I feel like they're not. I can't trust them as much as I can do like I can with these other teams. These other teams have kind of controlled their season so far um, and clearly have the weapons on both sides of the ball to like really make a Super Bowl push and really have a chance at 
at uh, at winning a Super Bowl, but there's a few other of these teams like the Dolphins and the Ravens where there's a lot of question marks. Um, and so I'm just kind of like these top five teams are just a lot more solid in my opinion. Uh, the Niners being at five, I include them in fifth because, I mean, fucking Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, and that defense. I mean, you you can't put them. You can't not put them at five because I think if they play the Dolphins right now, they would uh, completely control the game and, and and beat the Dolphins. And also, I this is probably dumb, but to me, like obviously everyone's one hit away, but two is like really one hit away from like being out for a significant time. And I'm just a little worried. Like he hasn't changed his style of play. Um, he's already gotten two concussions this year, which makes him more susceptible to getting a, another concussion. Um, because brain's more delicate now. Uh, I'm just a little worried like about putting – I trust Jimmy G a little bit more than Tua, I guess, um, even though Jimmy G really hasn't been great, to be honest. But I'm just a little yeah. worried about Tua. Jimmy G will never be great. but I think no. for me it's it's kind of tough to find like bad things to say about the Dolphins, so I'm not going to do that. And I, like, I think it's just more about the Niners. And yeah. they're, they're only – are they five and four or something? Is that six and four maybe? Uh, um, six and four maybe. Yeah, something like that. But like Butsy said, the that defense, dude, is uh, like it's crazy to watch how good they are on defense. And then Jimmy G, I think, wouldn't be good anywhere else. But in San Francisco, it just works because Shanahan's really good at designing easy plays for him um, and getting guys open. And I mean, I think two is better than Jimmy G at this point. Two is having an unreal year. I don't think it's like even close, honestly. I think two is a much more talented quarterback, but I think the Niners are just more complete and they're they're more experienced, better defense, and that that's kind of what wins in the playoffs. So that's my reasoning. Completely agree. All right, ready? Next topic. Uh, let's move on to the Monday night drama uh, that is ensuing. I guess we're feeling the effects of it today, really. Uh, Taylor Heineke went to go take a knee, gave himself up on a third down where Philadelphia would have gotten the ball back with, I believe, around like a minute or in change left, I think. Uh, and there was a personal foul that uh, ensued. Um, I think they had one timeout left or something like that. Unfortunately, the personal foul was called rough in the passer when Heineke gave himself up. A little bit of a flop, kind of like just got touched and he flew his head back. But honestly, like if that play happens at any other time in the game, they're making that call 10 out of 10 times. They're making that call 10 out of 10 times. So I don't have a problem with the call. People have a problem with the call because – it was a game, really game-changing decision, game-defining decision uh, by the officials. But honestly, like, I just want to get your guys' take on, like, was it the right call? Like, should they have made the call? Yeah, from what you've explained to us, um, and I, like, it, on our break, I went and watched it, and, yeah, I think it was the right call. I'm not really, like, super good with NFL rules. So, to me, like, I don't know. They seem to call – the NFL, like, it's kind of all over the place on what they call and don't call. Like, I it, there's some stuff where I'm like, yeah, that's definitely a penalty, and they don't call it. So, like, I don't know. It's all over the place. They they seem to fuck up a little bit all the time. So I'm not surprised, and I, I just – I understand why people are mad, but I also see, like, I think it was an okay call. It, I'm watching it right now. It's really an odd situation because they're running a play. It's not like he's just taking a knee. Like, they're, they're running a play, and then Heineke decides to give himself up and take a knee. It, I understand why Eagles fans are mad, but it's still the right call. Um, like both you guys said, if it happens any other point in the game, it's still roughing the passer. It doesn't matter that it's, you know, a minute left or whatever. So, yeah, it's the right call. It's just kind of angry Eagles fans. And also, it is a really weird play. Like, that doesn't happen 
yeah, such an, that. yeah, where a quarterback runs into I, I think Heineke was talking about it today. He was like, if McLaurin was open, if he, oh, I was only throwing the ball if McLaurin was wide open and Terry was not wide open. So Heineke ran in the backfield and gave himself up. You never see quarterbacks run into the backfield and then give themselves like up. Like do a drop back and look to make a play and then take a knee. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, I I have the burps tonight. I don't really know why. But it's probably the Chipotle that I just had. But uh, yeah, no, you never see quarterback run into the backfield and, and give up and give themselves up. But as soon as a quarterback does give themselves up, we see it on a knee or whether they're sliding. They don't need to be touched. They're down no matter what. So I think if this was a little bit like a different situation, if this was like running back or something like that, then obviously uh, it would have been there would have been no penalty. But it's the way it is. Angry Eagles fans, but also uh, Washington's defense played really well last night. Uh, they had a bunch of takeaways, and that was really the defining decision. They also missed a horrendous face. Uh, officials missed a horrendous face mask on the Goddard fumble. Yeah. Um, so the the refs weren't great all night, and I think it's just boiling up for the Eagles fans where it comes to when it comes to like the fact that. Goddard had a horrendous miss face uh, face mask call plus that call at the end of the game. It's the right call, but just frustrating because you obviously don't want your first loss to be at home to the Washington football team. You'd rather it be to maybe any other team uh, besides Washington, but it is Washington and, and they got a much needed win uh, in Eagles country, which is unbelievable. So let's talk about Bill's Vikings real quick. Justin Jefferson made probably the catch of the year, maybe the catch of all time like that might be better than Odell's catch I'm not like not exaggerating when I say that that was an unbelievable catch the corner had both hands on the ball Jefferson somehow yanked it away hit the ground and the ball was just seemed to be glued to his hand it was one of the most amazing catches I have ever seen uh watching a football game probably the most amazing catch but it was Jefferson the best receiver in the NFL I so I think this conversation comes down to four people and one of them being Cooper Cup just towards ACL, so I will exclude Cup, which means I think it comes down to Devontae, Jefferson, and Tyreek Hill. And I think I'm ready to to put Jefferson at the top. Um, before this year, I would have had Devontae one, um, Jefferson two, Cup three, Tyreek four. I now have Jefferson one. I think he just gives you everything. And now, now like, he, he just literally won them the game, basically. Um he he has the route running. He has the the breakaway speed, the jump ball ability, the hands, like the frame. He he just he's so complete, and he's just dominating in terms of production. So I don't know how you can say anyone else is better than him right now. Um, maybe Tyreek has an argument based on production and and how how big of a year he's having. But I'm still going Jefferson. Jordan, may I throw out a name that I don't think you you failed to mention, and I think belongs on that list is is D Hop. What do you think about D Hop? Uh, I don't, I, I, he's ridiculous. I, think, I mean, when Kyler I, throws it to him, he's open he and he's, he's, he's making plays. Yeah, he is ridiculous. I think I would still have him worse than all the guys that I just mentioned. Okay. Max. I, I think it's Justin Jefferson. Um, purely because I have him on my fantasy football team. I, I took him with the first well, that's, pick. That's, that's, a that's, that's a, that's a bad reason to, to say that he's the best. In so the good. He's so good. Um, he wins me a lot of games. Um, well, no, he also makes those catches like like we saw last. That was literally the Odell catch, but he was able to rip it through two guys' hands, so it was more impressive. Um, I think he contributes to more winning football, too. And in my opinion, that like should be an aspect or of measurement, like when you're trying to figure out who is the most impressive 
or best wide receiver like Jefferson um he may, he gets a lot of wins like single-handedly literally single-handedly um ah uh, see what you did there. yeah that was nice um but yeah so like because of that I, I put him ahead ahead of Tyreek because he's able to like fully kind of change the momentum of games and like win games although Tyreek is having an, an absolutely insane statistical season uh his actually he's on pace to be historical I think um but yeah no I I to me, like I, I think I would rather have Justin Jefferson also because he's younger. So, I'm gonna put Jefferson first as well, uh, because I think his route running combined with his ability to do unbelievable things after the catch, plus his ability to catch the football and what he can do with that is second to none. I mean, his route running, like he just loses guys so often, yeah. and it's like, how do you lose Justin Jefferson? It's because he's that good that he can shake any corner that's guarding him. Um, and so I, I'm, I'm very impressed with this route running mostly, uh, when we're talking about like, who's a great receiver, they can all make those kind of plays. Like they can all make insane catches. They can all, you know, juke somebody after the catch, but his ability to get open and then make somebody miss. I mean, he's a fucking unit too. I mean, he's a big dude. Uh, so he's been, he's been unbelievable. I'm ready to put him at the top of the list. Uh, I would include D hop in my top receiver list, uh, because of the fact that, He's still getting open pretty much every play. Um, I know Harnock's going on right now for the Arizona Cardinals midseason, and honestly, this is not a great hard knocks because they kind of stink and they're in a bunch of turmoil, which might make it more entertaining. But there was a clip of D Hop saying to uh, Kyler, he said, "Yo, one, what are you looking at?" Like D Hop was wide open in the middle of the field, and Kyler, and he literally just said, "Kyler, like, what are you looking at?" Like, Kyler sucks, seeing? dude. Tyler sucks. Yeah, he's I I I think we all said this. He's a shit teammate and a shit leader too. We all said yeah, he's not a good leader. But we said at the time when he signed that contract, we were like, this is a really bad contract, and it's proving to to be the case. But nevertheless, uh, Jefferson is my number one receiver. He's ridiculous, but uh, in my opinion, you got to mention D Hop in that top tier receiver list. Yeah, that's fair. Well, uh, let's um, move. Oh, anymore? Sorry, you want to talk about Rams? That's what. Oh yeah, well, let's talk about the Rams. Uh, Cup, as Jordan said, torn ACL surgery, done for the year. Is this the end of the Rams season? Yeah, I think so. Especially with Stafford and concussion protocols, like I don't know, dude. It's not looking too too sharp for them. Um, I I they still have like one of the hardest schedules left too because they're playing the Super Bowl winner schedules, which is the hardest every year. Um, yeah, I think like I don't know. That's that's a favorite target. Uh, Cup Cup was the offense. He was the entire offense. Like. He was get he, his load was so fucking large compared to everyone else's like nothing it, like when you lose him that I don't think they have a, a a like a backup plan I think they're in some deep shit here. Yeah, I think I mean just absolutely brutal blow for the Rams last thing they needed but honestly they weren't going anywhere this year anyways I don't think they their O-line is too bad they have too many issues Cup was the only person who could get open or make a play on offense. Um, so they need to take an off season, like maybe get some guys in the draft, get an O line, hopefully get Stafford another receiver, um, get guys healthy. So yeah, I mean they they can be really good next year, depending on how this offseason goes. But this year is completely over. Didn't they give all, like almost all their picks up for Stafford too? Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, so that kind of sucks. They're cashed. I mean, it will. They're sorry, cashed. But... Yeah, they did the thing like they got the Super Bowl. That was the whole goal. So that's what happens when you sell out for a Super Bowl. Like, um, that's that's what happens. Like, that's what makes the Warriors so crazy. Is that you know they they do all this craziness and they still get fucking championships back, like 
just a bunch in, in a couple yeah, of years. Really, it's you look at like any kind of dynasty, like the Patriots, yeah. even like <clears throat> I know I am never ever ever going to compare the Chiefs to the Patriots, but what they're kind of doing <laughs> where they're retaining enough talent yeah. to be good enough to make a Super Bowl run every single year, like that is very hard to do and very impressive. And the Celtics have honestly done it too for a little while now. Yeah, um, and all four know, of those examples, the Pats, Chiefs, Celtics, Warriors, they all did it from building through the draft and building the right way. Whereas yeah. like the Lakers and the Rams, they all bought their they bought their teams, right? And then you see what happens in the long run when you don't have any picks and you're with a bunch of aging superstars that you bought to get bring yourself a trophy. Just a absolutely. little jab at LA because fuck LA. Yeah, I agree. Fuck LA. Um yeah. And the fucking Lakers Lakers uh bubble trophy is a fucking fraud. Fuck the Lakers. Yeah, I will always agree with you on that. That is one thing yeah. I think we'll never disagree on is that the bubble trophy was such a Mickey Mouse bullshit fucking ring and LeBron sucks. Dude, my uh, roommate said my roommate has this argument that bubble basketball was the best, like highest level of basketball ever played, which you're literally taking out one huge factor that makes basketball hard at this level, and that's the fucking crowds chirping. Shout out TJ Warren though. Yeah, shout out TJ Warren. Exactly. That's shout what I'm TJ saying. Warren. Like you had you had all these random bubble stars that have not done shit and TJ Warren's and, not really... uh and Jimmy Butler and Rachel Nichols. Yes, and Tyler shout Hero went off. Like, dude, it was insane. But yeah, that's just one of the dumbest arguments I've ever heard. Um you're literally missing all the crowds in the fucking atmosphere, which makes it ten times harder to play. This is a little yeah, tidbit. Hundred percent agree. Let's move on to the NBA. Speaking yeah. of the NBA, let's move on to to some NBA uh, headlines. There's not a ton going on in the NBA right now, just kind of regular season blues uh, before the Christmas uh, games that are coming up, Thanksgiving games. Christmas game. I mean, Christmas NBA is like oh, maybe the greatest thing that God has the ever best invented. Pre- the best present Santa can bring you? I also think we have we have uh, football on Christmas Eve. I think we might have a full slate on Christmas Eve, Ooh. if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I don't know if I'm right on that, but I know – for sure, we have at least one game on Christmas Eve. Let me do a little research uh, while I talk over myself here. But uh, yeah. let's talk about the NBA. Clippers eyeing Miles Turner uh, in the market coming up. Um, and I put the note into the to the agenda. Like, does this even matter if Kawhi is going to be just a part-time NBA player? Like, what is this? Like, I know the Clippers are good, but they need Kawhi. They need Kawhi they also, to compete for a ring. They also don't need Miles Turner is the other thing. Ivaka Zubac. Zubac I, think is big, really I think it's an upgrade over Zubac, though. N- well, okay. Zubac is actually a stellar defender and an insane rebounder and That's pretty nice. like formidable offensively. If you give him up for Miles Miles Turner, I always say Miles Teller now. Miles Turner. Um that's a complete I don't I don't like that fit. That's too much. Um that then like you have a defensive sieve in Miles Turner who doesn't rebound. He's just kind of like a What's up? Sorry, I did my research. We have three football games on Christmas Eve and rolling yeah. to a Christmas Day uh, basketball. It's going to be a fucking week. Oh, the holidays are the, the best time for sports. It makes me so excited. It's so good. But, but um, Go ahead. So fucking good. But yeah, I, I think adding Miles Turner would actually not be very good Um, because also you have he's like a heavy, a relatively heavy usage player too. And then you're adding that into an offense that's going to be ideally John Wall, Kawhi Leonard, uh, Paul George. To me, you're you're getting a guy like yeah, he's an upgrade offensively, but you're you're losing a ton defensively. And I really like Zubats. Like he's one of my like I'm I'm actually a huge fan of him, and he really holds up well defensively. And you're gonna need him, especially in the in the Western Conference when you have to go up against guys like Jokic and stuff like that. So I, I don't I don't know. Too. Yeah, Anthony Davis. So I don't know if you're like I don't think Miles Teller or my fuck Miles Turner is a good pickup for the shout Clippers. out Miles Teller though. 
Shout out Miles um, Turner. I I see I see what you're saying, Max. I think Turner is still an upgrade over Zubats. And I think part of the re- like, don't you think part of the reason he's not good on defense is because he's not trying because he's in a shitty situation and he doesn't care. Like, I think he has slow feet defender. though. Yeah, no, that I'm I'm sure that's part of it. I'm sure he's not an amazing defender, but I think when it comes like if he was in the you're playoff, definitely right. Yeah, on a contender, like you, your effort level level picks up, and he's you know he's a good athlete. He's a he's actually really like I I think he could be a good defender. Um, if he just Start, started putting in more effort and was on a good team. But, yeah, I don't know what the package would be. Is it Zubats and picks? Like, what is it? it would, I don't know. But also, I just want to say, like, the Pacers play really fucking hard, and they're still trying to win, and he's still – it's not – like, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, It's got to be hard when you're – he's been in trade rumors since – Yeah, like he just doesn't five, want to be there. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. four or five years ago. Yeah, maybe even, like, six, dude. He's been in it for so fucking long. But um, so I see your point there. But he is t- playing on a team where it's, like, young guys that are working their fucking ass off and trying really hard. And he just is bad at defense, I think, but you're definitely, that's an aspect of it. I have no fucking idea what that trade package would be. I'm assuming it's centered around Zubats and um, picks, but I don't think they have that many picks because the Paul George trade. I mean, if they could give up like a wing and, and like Terrence man, keep Zubats, that would be like, that'd be dope. Yeah, that would be, Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, I guess around centered around like Terrence Mann, maybe or um, yeah, fuck. yeah. I don't know if that's like enough of a draw. Like I feel like you get better package for Miles Turner. By the way, the reason I just my jaw just dropped for those watching on YouTube was because Oscar Shebway like literally just volleyball spiked a shot, uh, which was unreal. But uh, my opinion on this is I think Turner is an upgrade over Zubats. I just don't know what the Clippers would give up. I think they have the assets to give like to give a good enough package. Uh, for the Pacers and and not kind of jeopardize their future in any means. Like they're not, you know, this isn't a player where, you know, you go all in for a ring in one season. It's not like the Clippers are going to give up, excuse me, a ton of guys to win a ring this year with Turner. Like Turner's yeah. not the answer to all the problems. Um, Kawhi being healthy is. Um, but the fact that they're going after Turner means that they really do have, or at least eyeing Turner, means that they really do have championship aspirations for this season. Uh, and, and they, they fucking better, dude. They sold out for it. Well, they must believe that Kawhi is going to come back too and play consistently. I mean, this guy is just fucking the most part-time I don't think they NBA know. player I've ever seen. Uh, but then uh, it's just... Because he doesn't talk. Like they, I don't think they actually know then you. Then why do you go thing. get Turner? It's just like, I wouldn't give up anything if you don't know that Kawhi is not like, going to play. Like If yeah. you know Kawhi is going to play, then all right, then go get your fucking well, squad and try to try to go win a ring now. There's nothing they can do because they sold out. They have like an extremely expensive team. They're trying to get that new arena and they sold all their picks to um, OKC for Paul George. So they have to win now. That's like what their timeline is. Um, also, Jordan, you mentioned like an ideal trade would be for them to get rid of a wing to get Miles Turner. Well, the Pacers are like extremely wing heavy. So like there's not really any that would just bury because they have Buddy no. Heald. What? Oh, uh, they have Aaron Neesmith. Yeah, they got Aaron Neesmith, Buddy Heald, Benedict Matherin, Chris Duarte, um, Tyrese Halliburton. Um, like they're they need I don't think it's it's about roster construction though for the Pacers. I think they might just be wanting to get Turner out of there, bring someone yeah. else in, and then get rid of them and, and bring in more young guys and go in that new direction. Yeah, I just think they could get like a better package that would actually fit better with the team even and yeah, might even have better picks. Because those I don't, I don't. I just don't think that the Clippers have picks to give either, like that, because they lost so many of them in that um, yeah. Paul George trade. And 
it sucks because Kawhi, he, he this is what he does. He doesn't fucking um communicate with his team, so I don't think they know what he's what's going on with him. Um, he's also relatively old, and I think this is a pretty tough situation for the Clippers, honestly, because um, I think they came in. I they were like, I think I have a ticket on them to win the finals, so I'm not feeling too comfortable about that right now. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand what Kawhi's like issue is. He it was like a it's like a 12 month injury. And then he's been out for like what fifteen or sixteen. And then there was a whole yeah. thing where he was gonna play in the playoffs last year. Like it was a question of whether he could play, and he, yeah. ha- he hasn't played this year. So it's I don't know. It's it's confusing. It doesn't make any sense. I'm not a fucking doctor, and I but like it. It seems like it's confusing doctors even. And we know that Kawhi is he does his stuff very private. So um, when he's back, he also didn't look good when he was back. I don't know if you saw he played. He came back in limited minutes, and he didn't look to be the same Kawhi at all. He looked a little bit slower, actually. Um, and then he looked pretty gassed, and and then he didn't. He only played for a couple of games, and he only played like twelve minutes a game. And then he still needed to be rested. So it might be one of those. Honestly, it might be one of those absurdly unique cases where one of the best players of our not. I, I mean, if he played a lot, he might be one of the best players of our generation. I mean, honestly, like with the Spurs. The Raptors, and even now, he's probably the best defender of our generation. Honestly, like it might be one of those insanely rare cases where he doesn't like basketball. Yeah. I mean, ha- like, I'm sorry, but like, if you really love basketball, you're like you're finding a way to kind of play. Like, you're finding a way to like, at least be there and at least say something where it's like, "Yeah, I'm coming back," or give some give some kind of hope or indication that you can or can't play. It's like. Yeah, leaving leaving all these people in the dark for so long is 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 kind of crazy because it's like I really just want him to like make a statement whether he is or isn't like playing like I like us being in the dark for what we say fucking sixteen months now right Jordan yeah. something around it's like somewhere around yeah. there is is absolutely insane so it literally might just be a rare case of where he doesn't like playing basketball which would suck because I love watching him play I mean he's a fucking animal when he does play but. Could be could be one of those unfortunate cases. Yeah, and it's like if you look at KD, who obviously loves basketball versus Kawhi. KD's gone through these long injuries, but like always comes back and is always like looking to go, ready to go. So. Even Clay, Clay Thompson, yeah. fucking torn ACL and torn Achilles, comes back. So yeah, speaking so. of wow, that was an unbelievable transition. Beautiful, oh beautiful. Oh my god, that was fucking creamy. But oh, and Kevin Durant is a former Warrior. But continue, yeah, good job. Should the Warriors start pool over Clay Thompson? Uh, Clay Thompson uh, said that he kind of deserves more credit for. Uh, the recent Warriors success, although Poole had 36 against the Spurs last night, Poole, one of the shiftiest players in the NBA, one of the fucking one of the best young talents in the NBA. I think we can go as far to say. But Jordan, in your opinion, should the Warriors start Poole over Clay Thompson? I don't think so at all. I, I think Poole had a huge game last night, but he's been bad. Like Clay's yes. been really bad. Clay's been really bad, but Poole's been like pretty much Poole. until last night. Just as bad or worse than Clay. Who we'll, had the third lowest plus minus in the league? Yeah, I I don't think in like Pool is a big reason why I think the Warriors are struggling to win right now. Um, yeah, they like they need him to to be doing more off the bench with that second unit to to be able to compete. And Clay, it's it he doesn't look good right now. Like it's it's kind of sad to watch his shots just don't go in anymore. <laughs> it's yeah. like I don't yeah. understand it. Um, yeah. but I, I still have to believe he's going to get better than this. He he's, I don't think he'll ever be the clay he was, unfortunately, 
but I, I think he'll get better. And pool, I, I don't know. It, it would be a weird fit with pool in the starting lineup and clay in the second. I don't, I think that'd be even worse. Yeah. I Dude. think, sorry. Uh, I think clay is one of those guys where like, he could come off the bench and hit a couple threes, but he's not going to like lead a second unit in any way. I think pool has kind of the, uh, has more of an ability to lead a second unit with his ability to create shots and, and pass the ball. But back to the clay point, clay looks kind of back physically in a sense, like he's moving well. Uh, he's getting around the court very well. Like in Jordan, you just said, it's just shots aren't falling, which is kind of sad because it used to be literally so automatic. Um, and so I don't think that the Warriors should start pool either because Clay takes good shots. Pool takes horrific shots. Like if like you'll see on ESPN and all these media uh you know outlets, like he'll make one move and score. Everyone's like, holy shit, this move by Pool. And they won't talk about how the Warriors lost by 10 and Pool went two for 20. Or something that I mean, that's a drastic example, but you know, the point still stands. Like he doesn't make great basketball plays and make great basketball decisions, where Clay, on the other hand, can still play somewhat of defense and just shoots the ball when he can. He just it just doesn't go in. So it's like I think Poole, like Clay's not great, but I think Poole would actually hurt the Warriors in the starting lineup. Yeah. Um, so before that game, Poole was minus 86, which is a third worst plus minus in the NBA. After that game, he was a minus 64. So like this is total plus minus all season. Um, <clears throat> to say he's been bad is an understatement. Um, he's completely regressed and it's actually kind of tough because he has no, um, he has no incentive to play anymore because he got the bag already. So like what, like he, maybe it's one of those situations where, um, we see this all the time, like fucking what's his face. Who's that goofy looking guy for the wizards. That's on Bertons. Bertons had literally got paid because he, he plays for the Mavs insane. now. Yeah. He played. Yeah. Yeah. He plays for the Mavs now. Um, he fucking dude, that's an example. I'm not saying Jordan pools, Bertons, but to me, like, granted, he did get punched in the head, so maybe that's like an aspect of it. Like, he, he got punched got in the a head few, by a few screws loose now. Well, more like he got punched in the head by the leader of your team, so maybe it's a little awkward or something. I don't know, but um, yeah, he he uh he seems to be kind of set out on like some kind of mission or some kind of like point yeah. to prove like why he's on the team. And honestly, like the difference between last year and this year, like even in the finals and last season as well, is last year he seemed to play within himself. This year, he seems to be doing a lot of uncharacteristic things as of, you know, comparing it to last year. Seems to be doing a lot of uncharacteristic basketball things that just doesn't help your team win in any way. So and I think that's reflecting in this plus minus. Yeah, it's, 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 it's just, um, yeah, it's not, it's, I don't know. I, I think like you gotta, you gotta trust Clay here. Um, Clay also actually brings defense. Jordan Poole is not a good defender at all. Um, and it's borderline, like doesn't even try, um, so Clay at least like tries and gets in his stance. So yeah, I would say start Clay. Jordan, any other notes or is that it? I'm all good. All right, let's move on to our final segment here. Oh, we have less than a minute left in the Zoom. Uh, we're gonna stop the Zoom. Final segment coming up. Uh, Tatum talk. So stay let's tuned for that, folks. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, here to talk about. I think probably at the moment all of our favorite NBA players or favorite our favorite NBA yep. player, uh, Jason Motherfucking Tatum. He is the new favorite odds-wise for the MVP. He has looked fucking ridiculous. He's like putting up 30-plus a game. The Celtics as a team are putting up one-third. We've won seven in a row. Uh, overcame a little deficit last night against the uh, Thunder. Celtics look like they're on a roll. Tatum looks like a fucking different animal this year. Uh, I, I, I can't 
I can't believe he actually looks like this. I mean, he looks like a bona fide superstar, and to have a bona fide superstar again on the Celtics makes me so fucking happy. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. So good. I mean, he's so good. He's a, he dude, and he's two way too. It's not just on the offensive end; it's on the defensive end, and he's completely changed the mentality. I've talked about this the last like three episodes or whatever, but dude doesn't complain as much, and he fucking turns around and runs back on defense, and he doesn't smile as much, and he's fucking locked the fuck in, dude. Um, yeah, Wait, dude. Sorry, sorry to cut you off. Can we talk about his tech last night? Did you guys? See that the was the worst thing I've ever seen. He literally so fouled the guy and turned the other way, and he knew he fouled him, so he just said like "fuck" and like clapped his hands. And like, you know, in, in as he was angry at himself and the ref just beat them up. I mean, it's like that was unbelievable. I th- the it, only it thing fucking sends me dude. the only thing I thought that maybe it could have been is that um, it was like Dort like passed the ball to the ref and the ref had his back turned and like kind of hit him. And my only thought is that maybe he thought Tatum like threw the ball at him or something. But I don't know what that's like the only somewhat logical reason as to why like where his thinking was. Cause that was a d- worst fucking tech I've ever seen ever. Yeah. Um, Max, did you have anything more on Tatum? No, I did. No. Uh, yeah. I mean, I just want to piggyback off what you said about the, the two way stuff. Cause th- I think a lot of the, the way the league is going is like, you have guys like Luca who are phenomenal scorers and passers, but don't play defense like Jokic, same thing. Um, Curry's an amazing shooter scorer and playmaker but doesn't play great defense and then you have tatum kind of doing a a little bit differently Giannis the same thing um but like tatum looks like he's going to dominate the game by scoring the basketball super efficiently and then dominating on the other end and being the the best defender on either team um he's going to make an all defensive team i hope he makes first team oh yeah he looks like first team caliber right now yeah Um, but yeah, like the the two way aspect definitely gives him an edge over Luca. It's gonna be tough, I think, still to beat out Giannis because he's, I think, just the best player in the world still, um, unstoppable. And Tatum's kind of out of his mind right now. I don't know if he'll be able to keep up this efficiency and this level of scoring, but I hope he does. Um, yeah, if if he keeps it up, he'll win the award. So it, it's it's just so good to see him so confident and decisive, and you know, scoring at will. God, I hope he's a Celtic for life. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Be, that's gonna be. The- I, I don't get that. I like. He will be. He has no ego. He has no reason to leave. I, I'm only. I would be worried about Jalen leaving. I think. Yeah. yeah. I think Tatum's fallen in love with this city. I mean, we have given him everything. All of us, like, there. You know, we we kind of turned him on, turned on him a little bit in the finals, but he took it the right way and yeah. fucking worked his ass off in the off season. Has come back with a fucking message for this season. Uh, you know, he's been ridiculous on both sides of the ball. Like you guys have just, you know, spieled on about it. And it's so fucking fun to watch because it's like we have a go-to. Like last year in the finals, we struggled with having, kind of having like a go-to guy on offense when we needed the bucket. Like whether it was Tatum's game or whether it was Brown's game, like this is Tatum's team now. Like yeah. this is Jason. Like last year we were, you know, having even having the Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum debate. Now it's clear this is Jason Tatum's fucking basketball team. And he's going to take us to the promised land. I'm so fucking excited for what this the future holds for this team. I'm so thankful there's not a team in St. Louis because he would be there. That would be that would be the only team he would leave us for. I think. Correct. Yeah, he I don't love St. Louis. I don't think he's, he's ever leaving. Oh, why would he? I mean, like yeah. we we have the ability to win a championship. Like we've had the ability to win a championship for what 
since fucking 2017. No, the guy's like down the road. He's 23 like, years old. Oh my god, Tatum's only 23 years old. I know. He's, I I want him to be like um, Steph. Like, I it, that dude. It's hard to fucking think of a player that that has stayed that long. Kobe, I, but it's like I think like it's a new yeah. like I think we're we're in an era of like you know like we've been saying for for a while now on this pod like you know player empowerment and you know players making their own decisions and you know having people represent them and doing what's best for them whether it's contract wise or trade wise but it's like i think Tatum actually really likes being in Boston and is a fan of yeah. being in Boston and loves what we've created and i think he's going to want to stick with it i could see if we're you know really really bad within the next 15 years but i don't really see that happening for us i think we're we have great management we have a great gm um, and I, I just see a lot of bright future and bright days in, in the future for the Celtics team. Yeah. And, um, yeah, no, I completely agree with that. And I actually, I want to talk about player empowerment, dude. I think we saw that era, um, peak and I think it's going to be a little bit different now. Um, and a, a, a big reason for that is, <clears throat> well, there's two of them, the Lakers and the Nets. Um, we, it's no secret that LeBron was the GM for the Nets or for the Lakers and is there, he's the one that um, said no to the Buddy Heald trade and instead requested the Westbrook trade. And that blew up terribly. And he's, you you know, like most of the players that they were signing were like based off of what LeBron wanted. And now Jeannie Buss has sort of put her foot down and said that she's not going to be listening to LeBron as much. And you, it's kind of clear. And then vice versa, the Nets, when they came in, their whole mantra was that they're going to let KD and Kyrie kind of run the show. And we've seen how that's worked out. And I think... Same thing on a smaller scale with the Clippers too. Like they're having to deal with Kawhi. Um, they brought in PG because of Kawhi, and like they gave up a tremendous amount of capital. And now, like what like what's happening? Like they, I don't know what's what what's in future for them. And I don't like them to win the championship this year. Um, and that's the main goal of the NBA. It's a business, and your main goal is to win a fucking championship. So I wonder if we saw the player empowerment kind of peak, and now we're going to see teams like. Um, you know, kind of like do different things and, you know, not not give them as much power and be like, hey, like uh, you guys can really fuck up teams. So I, I don't know. That's just yeah, a thought. It's it's clear that the player empowerment era, like whether it is over, whether it's declining, it it hasn't worked. Yeah. Like it really hasn't worked. We <clears> see <throat> when when players take reins of an organization, whether it's Kyrie uh, in Brooklyn or KD in Brooklyn, where it's like KD built this team and now they fucking suck. And whether yeah. LeBron built a team and you want a bubble ring, and now they suck. Like yeah. it's it's just like it's clear that it hasn't worked. And I think we sh- they, I think we eventually will revert to the old ways of of organizations running, uh, like the teams. Um, yeah. And I and I'm excited for because I think it'll create like I've said on this pod multiple times, in like old school rivalries. Like whether yeah. it's Celtics Bucks now, like is whether that's yeah. gonna be the next rivalry for, I don't know, the next fucking ten years. If Giannis and Tatum stay, there's yeah. no doubt in my mind that they will be going at it for a very very long time. You got Luca in the West. You still have the Warriors. You have the Suns, even. Like Warriors, is, Memphis is like a fun one that's been like going. Be, there's just going to continue to be, I think, the sense of like, I love this team and I love what we have. And there'll be more rivalries, which will just make basketball way more entertaining to watch, like it was honestly in like the the 90s and, you know, early 2000s. Not and, sorry, like mid 2000s. And the generation that's in the league right now grew up idolizing Kobe. And Kobe stayed, like you said, that whole. And I think that's what Jaw, like, to me, like I think John Tatum are the two the biggest guys that are probably gonna like I don't see Jaw leaving Memphis ever either. And those guys both idolized Kobe. I wonder how much of I don't that... know if I see if I see Luca leaving Dallas either. 
Yeah, I, yeah, I could, I could see if they're bad and he hasn't won a ring, maybe. But it's going to be a while down the road. Um, I think like the guys that were before, uh, Tatum and Luca, like LeBron and KD and all them, they didn't idolize Kobe as much because he was more of like a peer to them. Um, maybe KD is a bad example because 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 uh Kobe was a little bit older than him, but I don't think they had as much um. I don't think they idolized the same guys that stuck with the teams their whole career. I think they wanted to do something new, but I think I really do think that this new generation that grew up idolizing Kobe is going to maybe, maybe just want to be a little bit more loyal, which I, I'm liking. Yeah, I, I agree. I completely agree. Uh, Jordan, you got any final thoughts? I'm all good. Alrighty, um, but see oh. real quick, Yo. Duke, Kansas tonight. Who do you have? Uh, I have Duke minus two. Uh, I had Kentucky minus seven and this game that I've been watching in the background has been unreal. Michigan State is down one with, I think, 35 seconds left, and they have the basketball. So yeah. uh, after this pod, I'm going to go turn this on full volume and watch the photo finish of this game and then roll into the Duke game. I mean, this Champions Classic every year is so fucking fun to watch. Like, it's like so clutch. four of the biggest names in college basketball. Only if UNC was in there. I mean, it would be that much better. If UNC was in there instead of Michigan State, it would be a true blue blood, blue blood tournament, which would be the best tournament in sports. But uh, – or not – tournament it's just a little classic but yeah no nonetheless uh gonna watch the end of this game gonna you know just chill have fun and uh enjoy it but yeah. duke minus two is the play so uh Let's thank go. you all for listening uh another great great episode it's gonna be up on youtube now too uh if you want to see our faces see what the fuck we look like for those in belgium that maybe don't know what we look like or chile jordan just flipped you guys off i don't know why so but shout out belgium, shout out belgium shout out and chile. chile jordan doesn't yeah. represent us jordan does not represent what we stand for uh, on this pod here, but uh, nevertheless, thank you all for listening. Make sure to download, uh, go subscribe to the YouTube channel, Lovecast and the couch. So yeah, yeah. thank you guys for listening. Take care. See ya. Peace. Peace.